Welcome to Black Men Stack Your Paper, the podcast. Today, I just want to share some wisdom and some things I've been picking up from the stock market, geopolitical events, as well as both macro and microeconomic events. Hopefully, this inspires you to do your thorough research so that you can make the right plays with your money and be that first generation of old money that we need so badly as a community of black men. This is the review of the Intelligent Investors book written by Benjamin Graham. I won't go in order as far as the things that I picked up from the book. I actually am starting from the back of the book with this first point, and it is that the risk lies on the investor and not in the stock. So when you invest, you should consider your experience, your track record and the consequences of your decisions. And when you are getting your information from analysts, reputable analysts, you should consider their experience, their track record. This is why I go with tip ranks, because when an analyst says by Delta, I can see how many they have gotten right versus wrong. And I'm going to go for the ones with five stars, the one that always get things right. So Benjamin Graham refers to the stock market as Mr. Market and Mr. Market is crazy. And so you can go through all of that analysis to make sure you're making the right decision. And yet the market will still go down on you. Case in point, Delta, I did all of my checks, everything, all my ducks were in a row, but yet I am down, way down this week. You have to understand that you can't let your emotions make you sell and go against all of the facts that you have seen. And I'm feeling this heavy because at work, I was super down, super depressed about my decision. And I had to realize that everything checks out. So I have to switch to a long-term perspective with Delta and hold it a little bit longer to get exactly what I want. And that's very important when investing. You have to realize that you're not Warren Buffett. In fact, I know that I'm a very rookie investor. So even that's realizing my own weaknesses. And if you don't realize your own weaknesses, you're going to lose a lot of money. He talks about young people with limited money. Maybe you just got a windfall of 10 grand or something like that. You get fascinated with finance and you may be tempted to act as an aggressive investor. He advises that you start with the smallest possible sum and work your way up to kind of test your judgment. You have to understand your limits. You have to understand what you can and can't do. You have to understand your past and lean heavily on people that know what the fuck they're doing, especially when you're young. He also says that investors pay too much for stocks, especially in a bull market. We see a stock going up and then we just pay for it. And we say, boom, let's go. And we don't realize that it's a bull market and you just pay way too much for that stock. In a bear market, you should be buying low. In a bull market, you should be selling high. And a lot of us just, again, go off of green. If we can look at this stuff in a colorblind way and as a bonus, if we can just turn those green and red colors off, we would have a significant advantage over our counterparts. Also, when we see a stock that we like, sometimes we can get sucked into what it's done this year or what it's done within the last 365 days. But before we go there, before we go into how the company and the stock is doing currently, we need to look at the past. We need to look at past growth and we need to feel comfortable with that. He also mentions the dangers of speculation, basically speculation being, you know, how people take a chart and they try to do like analysis with candlesticks and shit like that. Technical analysis patterns, or maybe there's a thing that happened in the stock market where you're like, oh, well, you have supply chain issues. Therefore, your stock is going to go up or down or et cetera, et cetera. That is all speculation because you're trying to put together a narrative and then make a bet on that. So he doesn't say you should avoid it. He just says that there's a danger behind that because again, 
you never know. Like things fluctuate. I'm a big speculator. I can't lie. And speculation kind of makes investing fun. But you are speculating, which you should just hear it in the word. <laughs> you're not analyzing, you're spec speculating. He also mentions that common stocks can offer you protection against inflation, which is partially true. If inflation is what 2%, but you have your, your money in a stock that's doing 3%, then you beat inflation. You can also get a higher return than a bond because the bond right now is what I think around 5%. If you buy a stock at too high of a price, it's going to be too risky and not worth it. So that's coming up again. And he says that a defensive investor, which I think is me and you should have a diversified portfolio of 10 to 30 stocks. I don't agree with that. I think that your stock should be around like five because you're going to be doing a lot of damn research if you got 30 stocks. But try to find a stock with a dividend and limit the price paid in relation to its average earnings, which is this price to earnings ratio. High yield bonds, you got to avoid those. Um, it's going to expose you to too many individual risks. High yield bonds usually being with corporations. Your government bonds are low yield, but they're safer, or at least until the dollar crashes or something crazy happens worldwide. That's going to be your safest play there. He also mentions savings bonds being the play as well, but you got to kind of mix it up because we're young. We're trying to have some shit. So we want to have some risk, but the savings bond is going to hedge your, uh, your bets against the risk. So you want to have at least some bonds. Again, I don't own any bonds. I would rather own bond ETFs. So that's just me. I'm not going to walk into a bank and get a bond because I don't have enough control over where whether I need to dump that thing if I want to. So it says that gold is not reliable. You can't just buy gold and hedge your bets against inflation. I don't fully agree. Gold has been doing great. This was back in the day. So, you know, whatever. But gold has been doing great. And. People just don't want gold to do great, but it has been doing great. It says there is no close connection between inflation and stock earnings and prices. So in 1966 to 1970, stock earnings and prices declined, even though there was a 22% rise in the cost of living. So that is fucking crazy. Imagine a 22% rise. Imagine milk, eggs, meat going up 22%. That's fucking crazy. But yet and still, stock earnings and prices and all that shit decline. So they're, they're making a bold statement that there's no connection. Now, I don't think that he can just say this with outright confidence and be 100% correct. I do think that there's a connection there, but the connection isn't close enough to make a play, Is I think is what I get from this. And that is basically the highlights of the intelligent investor, at least for me. You can go through it. I would recommend reading a summary of the book first before you dive into it, because you don't want to deal with a lot of the chapters. I promise you, because it talks a lot about history, uh, 1931, 1970, you know, 1960, even go back to 1897 and, you know, yeah, I guess it's good to know history, you know, history of the stock market, but like we trying to make plays today. Like what is the, what are the approaches that we need to make today? If you like this episode, please leave me a rating and a comment on what you liked about it. 
I really enjoyed this one. This is going to even be replay material even for me because sometimes you just got to remind yourself of what's really going on and what's really going to make you some money versus what feels good and what feels bad. We don't need that in our lives. We need something that is that that's that's really solid. So, yeah, until next time. Peace.